welcome to the But Here We Go podcast, coming at you from Houston, Texas. Hi. Yes, I am sounding depressed about that. Because everybody from Dallas knows Dallas is better than Houston. It's okay. No one in Houston listens to the podcast anyway. Well, <laughs> we do have Canadians. Actually, and Neil's, Neil's sister, Laura, listens to your podcast. Yeah, you, and she's you practically You keep Houston. not talking in the microphone. I'm, so I'm you're, so going, you're just going in and out, and I just know it's going to be a literal nightmare to edit. This is the funny thing. Y'all are like in media but you don't know how to do a podcast. So I'm not a content creator, uh, <laughs> no, but you work with, difference. but you work with content. Well, don't you? I, I, I'm in charge of putting content in front of oh, you. Oh. I mean, I'll own up in that. I have been in several recording like, hey, sessions. We the last two Radio weeks. Disney for like 10 years. Um, have we introduced ourselves? Do they know who we are? They don't know. Have who we, we introduced the podcast? He yeah. Just I just said, this is the, but here we go podcast. <laughs> Coming at you from Hi. Houston, Texas. That's Joe. I'm Allie. To my left is... Neil. I forgot my name. <laughs> Cross from me, who you won't be able to tell us apart, is... Haley. Haley Robinson. Haley Robinson. My wife. My wife. Married to Neil Robinson. And uh, in an attempt to mix things up, I gave Haley a heads up and was like, Hey, I want you to plan the content the podcast. for the podcast. So if this is an utter train wreck, you'll never know. Cause we, we just won't air it. Oh my gosh. Well, we will air it because Speaking of train you have to keep up releasing content on a schedule. Our yep. five fans demand it. Here's the thing. We can get to what I've planned, but we got to talk about train wrecks. So we talked about, train about wrecks? the train wreck. So no. for people that don't know, no, okay, wait, fine. this train wreck, what train what wreck? Train what train are you wreck talking are you? about the train track that's near our house? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm talking what? about, a different are you talking train about wreck? your irrational fear? My irrational fear of train wrecks. We don't have to talk about it. If you are you saying an irrational or a rational fear? It depends on where you're located. So I have what Neil would like to consider an irrational fear of both bridge collapses and train wrecks fascinating we have um we live in between two different train tracks and we live um i would say like what a block half a block away from a train track and i'm telling you that there's the likelihood of a train derailment to me seems higher than i feel comfortable with i'm okay because our house is far away enough to where i don't think we will personally be impacted but like i worry for the people on the train track and every time I really think about the it, the house is built next to the train track, houses? not the people oh, standing. Oh, on. wait. Yeah, so yeah. you're afraid that there's going to be like a train derailment and the train will fly off the track <laughs> and hit the house. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. That's irrational. That's a little irrational. <laughs> I was like, it's, I mean, train, tra- train wrecks happen, but that's the most irrational thing I've ever I heard. I think of. having a general fear of, of train wrecks is, I guess, okay. But, if you lose sleep over this, oh no, sleep is not lost. I just think sleep about it. Sleep was already lost. I mean, if you look <laughs> you at think about August eleventh, two thousand eighteen, when our son was born. So, in addition to train derailments, which I'm constantly on the lookout for, which, by the way, there has been, I think, two at least in the past year, and I'm like Neil trains in your city You're just watching or in, no, the world. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit there and there watch for train wrecks. Multiple sharks attack shark attacks this year. I am terrified living in a landlocked Whoa. city of a We've shark. We all know the stats though. Hippos are way deadlier than sharks. That's what I hear. Yeah, everybody Speaking knows of it. statistics, I which were leading to my next fear of 
bridge wait, wait, collapses. Wait, so <laughs> is podcast this theme, Haley's <laughs> Is this is this part of the planned content? So is this is this supposed to be? Are you trying to get us to intervene in your irrational fears? No, I'm is that what this you, is? I'm trying to get you to join you me. Next fear was Bridgerton. No, not Have Bridgerton. you prompted a self intervention? Okay, hear me out. Bridgerton season four, two bridge is fall in love <laughs> with each other. Wait, we didn't even do three. In a ton. Bridgerton. Um, as a side note, my son Peter loves the Yellow Submarine, and he doesn't call when he requests that song. He doesn't ask that we play the Yellow Submarine. He, recla- he requests if we play the song in the ton. Which in is, the town that I was... No, but he specifically it. says it's in the town. he's got a British accent. <laughs> anyway, so bridge collapses. I heard a stat on, I think, NPR radio with Neil. He was there at the moment of this, this hearing where they said that... And it was like, I don't know the exact stat. It was an obscene number. It was like 85% of bridges in America are not in a good position and they need repair. And it would take 35 years to fix them. But that's like counting going, that little footbridge in that, that rural town. That like is that going one at a time? The river it's even over dried up due to global warming, so it's not even helping you cross anything. At no, this point. they were saying they were like substantial bridges. So every time we drive under or over a bridge, I prefer to be over a bridge. We've Neil and I've discussed: would we rather be on a bridge when it collapses or under a bridge? Obviously, on, a bridge. on the bridge. And just discussing what is the likelihood of us making it out and so every time I, we drive across a bridge or under a bridge it, it crosses my mind does it keep me from living my life no joseph but you know just you like want to know what i think must be like the number one reason for like bridge collapses tell, tell me. me super villains super <laughs> you know villains. how many times i've seen a superhero movie where there's a bridge and it is collapse that's where i see bridge collapses is in like marvel movies and you know what who isn't a bigger supervillain than climate change. <laughs> we can lead into we're, we're, we're not now. saying climate ja- change. Climate is, Jane sounds like a great climate Jane. <laughs> climate is change she a superhero is not the or cause of bridges breaking. Uh, I think that's what you've said. I'm pretty sure climate change was probably a villain in Captain. Wait, America. were you trying to in say climate planet, Jane? Ca- sorry, Captain Planet. <laughs> <Climate> <laughs> Loot and Plunder were villains in Captain Planet. And then who was the other villain? I was a big fan of the Toxic Avenger. Anyone? No. no but I, I know no. the name. I have they no idea. They turned it into a musical once. He's got the the, the mop and he's they toxic. They turned it into a musical? Yeah, they did. It's like an off-off Broadway. Kind of like that. That's really way so. off it's Broadway. Way off. <laughs> it's not even. Anyways, guys. It's in New Jersey. <laughs> are we ready to go into the official segment? We are. All right, this is Haley Robinson, and today I bring to you something I like to call Let's Make Space for Space, where I have about (laughs) seven bullet points of things I want to talk about relating to space. Are you prepared for Joe to know every answer to every question you'd ever know? but good news is is that they're not actual like those kinds of questions. My first question is, would you ever go to space? Absolutely not. 100% no. No, because space is terrifying. And the we talk about bridge collapses, the risk level of going to space. If you've seen all the documentaries of how NASA keeps screwing crap up and cutting corners to do cheap ships, ain't never going to space. Isn't it, isn't it like a uh, one in nine who go to space die? Have you what? seen Apollo 13? One in nine people who go to space die? Yeah. That's like a real stat. Just like or, is in that life? Ever, or is that Everest? <laughs> I think... I think everybody who Do goes to space dies. No, you know what I mean. 
on the journey for some context that's a that's a wrong quote because there's only like <laughs> just two ships wrong. that have there's only one ship that has that has yeah yeah but one of them died of cancer like 15 years after coming <laughs> Neil's back gonna look at the stat why i provide context onto why is Haley robinson making space for space yeah, why are you talking about that's a great space? question joseph i'm glad that you asked neil and i inadvertently became I'm wrong you're wrong you What's are the stat? wrong <laughs> Only it's, like four people died in space. No, it's it's three percent. The Challenger. Three. Three percent. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Neil and I have inadvertently become um, subscribers to Apple Plus. There's a show on Apple Plus called For All Mankind, which is an alternate history in which it imagines if Russia was the first to land on the moon and we had to continue the space race. And so we have just started season two of it, but... Um, like, because it's an alternate history, like, Apollo 13 never happened. Like, we're up to, like, Apollo 25. Just, like, different things are happening. We now have a lunar base. Like, like they've been able to excel, but it's gotten us just... It's gotten both of us very curious about space. I think for me personally, I... And I have said this a thousand times, even as a lover of science fiction and shows, like, uh, uh, For All Mankind, I never want to go to space. Neil, would you ever go to space? If I'm being honest with myself, no. <laughs> but you, like, want yeah, to be that the person that goes to space? I would try and make concessions in my head. Like if they had space travel, that was like 90% as safe as commercial airline travel and as easy and accessible, and accessible then it would be like, oh, I should consider that. But I think when it would really come down to it, I still think i'd be too scared i mean it seems pretty easy i see on on the internet on the social you know, media you could you could people be just going all the time sync or dude perfect any any group you're yeah. you could space. go to if to you're space. if you're part of some group of people you can go remember to space. lance bass almost went to space mm. joe but then you, he got sick yeah. <laughs> joe would you go to space if I had to, to save the world. No, no, no. Just yes, like casually, would. would you go to space? Just casually go to space. <laughs> it's like... Now, here's the thing. If going to space... And it's free for you. If going to space gets me to Australia faster... Mm. Like into yes. the, the stratosphere and then you would like pop that yeah. down? Because, so Neil's, Neil's doing weird shifty eye stuff. And let me explain. When you get up higher in the atmosphere... There is less atmosphere, so which means less resistance. Faster. So by having less resistance, you can go faster and use up less fuel. These are all like the hypotheticals because you have to get up there first. And that is one of the big ideas of, of Blue Origin and SpaceX is that it's not just getting to getting to Mars or getting to the moon. It is having, it's like super like, altitude aviation. Yeah. It's like being that at that point, it is like extraterrestrial aviation where everybody saying, flies in that section that is quote unquote space. Yeah. So you're not going to space to see space. You'd be using it as a means to an end. Yeah. Like going up to the height of blue origin or, the height of the the Virgin Galactic, to me, there's not anything special there. Like, you get up high and you can see the Earth a little bit differently, but that doesn't do you anything. Mm. You need to be I mean, you get a little productive. bit of extra um, 
time feeling weightlessness, but you can do that in a regular plane as well. How do you feel about the fact that when William Shatner, Shatner, (laughs) William Shatner went into space, he said that this is something that everyone needs to see and it fundamentally changes life. Was he a flat earther before? No. (laughs) That's why it changed his life. He was like, no, he thought it was just so, um, just the fact, something along the lines of like, it really put things into perspective that we were so small and such blips and he thought, I mean, I can watch videos for that. I think I'm good. I, I kind of understand how small we are. I don't need to go to space to understand. Love it. So I think we, we've all kind of agreed that we're out when it comes to space. Do you, well, do you no, not I'm, get those feelings? I like, am all for. Joe, we get all for the space, the space uh, economy. Mm. I'm all for it. Really? Provided, You're just not going to do it. Cannot it cannot possibly be good for the environment. Not, not the economy of like Tourism. colonizing Mars and colonizing other planets. The idea that if if it is somehow better to go up and do worldwide travel by getting out of the atmosphere. Like into if you could the be more efficient in your fuel yeah, usage. If that is more efficient, then I'm all for it. Great. My next question about space as we make room for space. Um, Allie heard me uh, talk about this and I feel like we're not talking about it enough. Uh, last week, there was a rocket from China oh my gosh. that was hurtling towards our planet. Hey, you are a victim of fear mongering in the media. It's That's not fear mongering. It. It's hey, truth. No remember one was that time that, that train crashed? I know. And I, think, I showed it I to you. I think the last oh. one you were like, look, a train crashed. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, the one that happened in like Spain? And you were like, yeah, they happened. So anyways, it's my segment (laughs) and my choice on topics. For our listeners out there, what happened is that China had sent a rocket into space. And then as the rockets fall away, it began hurtling towards Earth. And typically the international standard apparently for space construction of things is that those materials are supposed to disintegrate or at least intensely break down so that there's not a risk of being very damaging to humanity. So China just didn't want to do that. And so their rockets were just hurtling towards space. And they, from what I've I read, you said rocket, like a rocket, like the, the shell of a like rocket. Wait, can I pause and ask not a question? Multiple. Yes, you can ask. Do we know for sure it's because they built it out of, like it was because the actual materials were incorrect. Like we're not up to code. Yes, apparently. Or is did it not enter at the right angle? No, it was because it was not made out of the now. Like it is now standard to make the the thing break up. So how do we know that China does not share these details with us? China said that China in a statement they were like, "Don't worry about it." They were like, "It's there's like a twenty percent chance." <laughs> they were like, "It's a twenty percent chance it's gonna." hit a populated space and earth is mostly water. So it's like probably going to land 20% in water in space. So it's a pretty large percent. That's what I'm saying. Is it actually 20%? Look it up. No, girl. There's, Go to 20, space.com. there's 20% of, of the earth is population centers. Is that what they're saying? It was saying that, that doesn't like, seem right. Uh, guys, look, or do they do a little bit higher level math than that? I don't know. Allie's Allie's looking it up. My this point is, trying is to rocket hits moon. No, look at well, I, great. We can talk about a China rocket hitting the moon. Um, no, just look up yeah, rocket hurtling towards Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to clarify, oh my God, rocket hurtling towards Earth, twenty twenty two. Yeah. So just to clarify, I will say that like th- all the publications were not fear mongering. They were very much trying to reassure people. I'm bringing it up because I found it 
very interesting that we weren't talking about it more, mostly because I think it shows the shortfall of science in that we really couldn't predict where it was going to land. We were like, we know we, we are, you know, we feel confident enough to not cause panic, but like truthfully, we literally, I think the closest they got to prediction was with a plus or minus six hour window, but that could have landed anywhere within that six hour window. So any thoughts on this? Well, totally. It makes me wonder just in general, how much does space captivate the general population these days. Cause like we're watching that show for all mankind and it seems like every little thing that they're doing is prime time news headlines. Mm-hmm. Where because the, the history in which they are now in space is like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And I mean, I think there was a little bit of buzz when you had, these celebrity type folk like a Shatner or a Bezos, like going up out of the atmosphere. But I just, I don't know. I don't think space commands people's attentions like it did in the sixties. But even like with something hurtling towards earth, Allie, what have you found up in your research? Okay. So first things first, even if there's danger involved, I would like to start out with saying, I of course would also be concerned about a rocket careening itself towards the ground. I could not find a reputable news website to ship. Can't even find space.com in like the first 12 things. It's all Al Jazeera, which immediately like makes me pause. That's, I'm just saying it is what it is. Um, I did find something on Reuters.com, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is the most trustworthy trustworthy source, but it's better than the other things. From what I can tell, Haley is right to the sense of like the powers that be the other big countries who have space programs are very upset that they aren't following the guidelines that the other countries do. But this, based on what this article is saying, China was very well aware that it was not going to hit anybody. And they Mm. just weren't, they were very confident. Like, don't worry about it. They were like, don't stop bugging us. We don't need to share all of our details with you. Just trust us. It'll be fine. And like Australia and America were just like pissy that China was being evasive and was like not following the protocols that they would. So that's what it kind of sounds like that there was never any day. However, to Haley's point, apparently in 2020, a China rocket um, landed, uh, it says fragments of a Chinese long March 5B landed on the Ivory Coast in 2020, damaging several buildings in that West African nation, though no injuries were reported. Well, and the one that happened last week landed somewhere in Indonesia. And I just worry this that... This said Indian Ocean. Okay. Well, I, I worry though that if it's, if it's not hitting like Western nations, then like, oh, we don't care about it. But like, you know, hitting the Ivory Coast of Africa, that's a big deal. I think you bring up a good point, though, because it's really more of the political aspect, which is what we find interesting about this show, I think, is there's a lot of political ramifications for space, like who owns space? Can you own parts of the moon? Is it a international thing that we all must share? Or are we, you know, do we need to all adhere to the same rules? Well, and that's ultimately why I think this, like, people lost interest in space is because it doesn't affect us. It, I mean, like, the average American who is voting, as cool as space is, can be for some individuals it literally doesn't affect us and the amount of money that goes in to the nasa space program is such a high dollar amount it is not environmentally friendly it costs a crap ton of money and there is no direct like tangible benefit as of yet i like it's and especially if it's just like 
political wars of like who got there first and like who is the bigger rocket and blah 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 blah. Now, like, to that point, there are a lot of good things that have come out oh, of NASA. Lord, like go. a lot here of technology. No, this is great. This come is great. Out. There is a lot. We're making room yes, for space. There's a lot of technology that has come from NASA. Not all of it is part of the space program because NASA actually does a lot more than just looking at space. They do a lot of looking at Earth. Hey, love that for them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so, focus on the Earth and then worry about so they, space. They come up with a lot of different things and a lot of different technologies that are do tell. used. Like what? Can yeah, name some. Not, not can you name some. I would love to hear. Can you name five? No. Can, I name, can you name one? <laughs> can I name five specific? Well. Microwaves. Did NASA, NASA mean, invented the microwave? According to this email, <laughs> no, they invented, invented it for astronaut food. Like that's oh. that's why so, we have microwaves. I was going to say many of the satellites that are in space give us lots of information about the Earth, and they also help the government track where we are. GPS <laughs> that wasn't necessarily purely oh, GPS, NASA; yeah. it was more Department of Defense. But who doesn't love a good GPS reading on their phone? That little blue blinky light telling you where you are. And most like um, technology these days are powered by GPS in some way, shape or form in terms of tracking or inventory and, you know, things like that. Yes. So there's a lot of interesting stuff there. You got two more. Haley gave you microwaves. Two Mm. more technologies associated with the NASA. 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 Let's see. uh, Jet propulsion. Ooh. Really? Is that true? Who knew that I mean, Joe was so probably. team NASA over here? <laughs> someone can, someone just, can fact check this app. And, and yeah, email, can, email you can all toward NASA, guys. We should know I more. I just think there's, there are a lot of oh. things that have come from NASA that are useful. The Academy Award winning film Apollo 13 is number five. <laughs> but if you think about it, like you bring up like GPS and satellites, they serve very important purposes for us in our everyday lives so there is buy-in to making that work and that's a thing of space but when you think about like the the fun things of space of like trying to get to another planet and you know putting a person on another planet or getting a rover on the next further planet out to get pictures or whatever like there's not like it doesn't seem like there's enough evidence in terms of here is a tangible benefit for everyday people's right, lives. Right. And maybe if there was, then there'd be more. Like, for instance, say that they discovered on, like, Mars some type of resource that... Like, we desperately need I don't know. We desperately like need Like, we've run out of rubies. We've run out of lithium. We've run out of... what's the What's the... What's the Wakanda thing? That's not real. I Vibranium. That's <laughs> not real. But let's say that Neil Mars... was so concerned that you thought that was a real element. <laughs> let's just say Mars has vibranium on it. Like, that would be intriguing, right? Or if there was, like, a way that, like, somehow, Tangible like, benefits. Yeah, like, you could generate solar power and mercury and somehow set it to they the earth really or something. They had really great jazz music there. <laughs> and, um, and it was more efficient somehow. It sounds kind of far-fetched. But then it maybe does. then... There would be more pursuit. We're y'all. I know y'all don't listen to this podcast, but we're. Did we ever talk to you about how they're they're skipping over Mars? Like we're done with Mars. Oh, we're done. Where are we going? Uranus. Why? 
That's too far. We haven't even done Mars. How long does it take? How long does it take to get to Uranus? Longer than we're all alive. I love how we're just assuming we're all going to pronounce it Uranus now. I know. (laughs) That's why last is we had a whole thing on one episode about how someone said Uranus, and I just went with it because it made people not laugh. That's how Peter was taught at school. Uranus. Uranus? Peter was also taught like Pluto is too small, and there's something wrong with it. (laughs) It's a minor planet. Something is wrong with Pluto. God, Pluto, the worst. Um, Apparently, if if we go at a certain time, the planets will be in such a perfect alignment that not only will we be able to send like a probe or a rover to Uranus, but we'll be able to like piggyback to Venus Ooh. as well. Mm, They're right? opposite directions. <laughs> Venus is closer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Let's see Neptune. Neptune. Sorry. That's interesting. Right, 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 now, right, right. It's because Mars doesn't have water and they think at least from everything we found, there is no Uranus water that would be. But they think water. Uranus. What about that may. moon ice? Well, oh, oh no, we, then, we, uh, we don't uh, want to ruin. They might watch the show, so I want to give anything away. No, no, but then Jupiter's moon. What's Jupiter's Europa? moon? Titan. Europa. Europa. Is Europa is another one that they're going to go to. Oh, is Europa? Cool. And hear me say this: there is. This is not man. This is all. Yeah, yeah. Robots. Robots. Yeah. robots. Yeah. Well, I. Oh, go and ahead, no, Joseph. don't spoil the show. Yeah, don't show. Yeah, well, we're slowly next, getting Allie on our side to watch. This. I don't next, have Apple. I TV. you can have my login. I'll give it to the everyone next who listens. Planned manned mission is Artemides to to the, the moon. moon. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Hopefully they'll have a geologist on if it. If you're into Lego, I which God, I don't know if you guys Joe, have heard you, of Lego, I'm not. No, did you no, apply for no. this stupid mission and not At tell this, me? <laughs> At this I point, swear to God. you have to be like a five-year veteran already in NASA. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Neil, what about Lego? Oh, yeah. If you don't know about Lego, it's a children's What's, toy. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, should um, I get Jake's them? They have a new kind of part of their city. They have a space thing, and their rocket is designed after the Artemides rocket. Yeah. Did you already know this? I didn't yeah. know that. Well, I love that we're really talking about how space can be functional but also it can really capture the minds of the public so i'd love to know i just want to get back to the (laughs) to the the satellite that you're so concerned about she's trying to prove a point i feel like kaylee had a great transition i was segueing to my we literally (laughs) we've only talked about two of my bullet points so (laughs) i told you it has to be 30 minutes when it comes to rockets they have a very specific path and so that path is always being monitored. Basically, once it runs out of its little corrector thrusters fuel, that's when it starts to go downhill, basically re-enter the atmosphere. And so you know within a margin of error where that rocket is ultimately going to hit the ground because of the way that Earth is spinning the way the rocket is spinning. Yes, but I'm telling you, these people only knew within a six-hour window, and according to the the map they had, that was a very large geographic window. But you also have to realize there are things like weather, and there are things like what angle the rocket actually enters at. If the rocket has, in fact, died, it doesn't have any more communication. So they're making these estimations on... Yeah, I potentially three-day-old data. I think my biggest concern wasn't like China's breaking rules or whatever. I think my thought, it was less of a concern and more of a what would be the protocol if it was determined that it was going to hit New York City. Yeah, well, it's not, not, not going to explode. It's the same as a, but like, as it would a hurt meteor. people. 
Yeah, so then China gets in trouble. We like, see how well that goes. Like people die, so what? So, anyways, <laughs> let's let's slap some Joe, more. Joe, can I ask one final question on before Haley does it? He did it. not sign up to be an a transition. How do you keep humble without with knowing literally so much about everything? <laughs> <laughs> that seemed like a dig. He just gave what? us a, the definition of like freaking trajectories of rockets, see, and the man is simply you, a Allie, I knew that because I read the article on space.com. Um, so as I said, capturing the imaginations of the public, what is everybody's favorite movie or show about space or book? Really, it could be any of those. Uh, um, a public media. This is what I love. This entire I gave Haley a prompt, and she created this entire prompt just to try to manipulate us into watching this one show that they're into right now. It's like <laughs> really, so much it's work less went about into that, this. more about I. As everyone knows from the, like the last time, I'm a science fiction nerd, so I already love it. By space. I am. Oh, I'm s- fascinated and terrified. Sorry, Sorry, what's the question? What's your favorite book, movie, or show about space? Star Wars. Okay, great. I'm not going to allow it. Sorry. Okay. Done. What's your favorite, Neil? Apollo 13. That's <laughs> your favorite out of all the space. Sorry. I, I only I, believe in I fiction. I have categories. I have... Def- I, have blah, blah, blah. I have distinctions in my head. There's like space fantasy and then there's like space like i don't know what you call it realism science fiction Hard history science fight, yeah. whatever and star wars is it just it just happens in space it's fantasy don't worry i have a question about star wars on my list we'll get to it so like actual space like space program how it could be close to our reality Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. Haley, what's your favorite? It's a great question, Allie. Thank you for asking. It's Interstellar. And I say that to where I've actually only seen it once, but I have... Murph! Uh, yeah. I, um, for me, as a science fiction reader, I what I liked about it is that I'm a firm believer, as I've said before on this podcast, that most science fiction books should not be developed into movies because it's just hard. I think Interstellar did the best at coming close to showing... Have like, you read the book? Is it based on a book? I don't know. What about... No, no. You really enjoyed The Martian, the book... Yeah, I mean that was like that was or more of like not. a wild. That was like the the freaky parts of Apollo thirteen, but the entire book was that. Interstellar is my favorite, and I've been like it's on my list of movies to buy myself so I can watch it again. But that's my answer, Allie. I don't like space movies. Have you seen Gravity? Yes, mm. and space Gravity. movies make me incredibly anxious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, as much as I can appreciate Interstellar and Apollo thirteen as great movies, they literally stress me out. But what about Star Wars? I enjoy Star Wars, but it, they are very slow movies. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, great! I love that we did. What Joe did? Joe get an answer? He said Star Wars. Star Wars oh, and you okay. just your brain Sorry. forgot it. <laughs> I love that we have talked about Star Wars because that is a segue into my next point. And so I would like Ronald to know Reagan thoughts. In, in, <laughs> no, um, and this is going to be nerdy, but I, I think it's important to talk about. And for context, my son is turning four next week, but we're having a, a Star Wars themed birthday party. So the Robinson family is pro Star Wars. We love Star Wars. I have a fundamental issue with Star Wars, which kind of lends into what Neil was saying, is that Star Wars completely ignores the relativity of space-time. And it really frustrates me from a storytelling perspective, based off of things like Interstellar gets it really right in terms of like with planets moving in different orbits at different speeds with different levels of gravity and different distances away from each other, time is different. And so I very firmly believe that like Luke and Leia having grown up on different planets very possibly would be so not the same age. That's what bothers you. What bothers me is that there's no sound in space. <laughs> See, this and is it's another, like, pew, 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 
it's a great thing also because lasers would just go on forever right because there's no like there's well, nothing to stop photons them. photons yeah <laughs> and it's glass what says they stop yeah, but then if you just got a bunch of lasers flying through space unhindered until they hit something, that's problematic. <laughs> space is pretty big. Have you seen those? You know what? You know what's similar? You know what's similar to that? Hmm. Meteors. Mm. They're just flying through space until they hit something. Mm. Why don't we stop the meteors? Well, wh- how close do we get to meteors? Oh, wait, Somebody said one there was one last week. Yeah. Meteors hit all the time. You know what they? else just bothers small. me about Star Wars is that, well, not really bothers me. I, I find it interesting. Or that is that meteorites. Is that Earth is meteorites not in Star Wars. No one's listening meteors anymore. Meteors are flying. Earth is not in Star Wars. Why? Why is Earth not in Star Why Wars? Why would it be in Star Wars? How did Because we clearly have humans. They, they, they preface go? it very early. It's another in a galaxy. galaxy far, far away. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that humanity... Apparently, the human race exists just naturally in a galaxy far away. Or this did was they a go? time long, long ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Can I read and, you an article? And now, by prefacing it with that, it's all in the same galaxy. That's a good point. In a you know Star Wars is true. But, but, George Lucas, he just found some scrolls. It's just like a scroll. <laughs> it's the Dead Sea Scrolls. So it's, so it's not exactly... <laughs> Honestly, I'd watch that pretty I mean, in some... I don't want to spend too much time thinking about this <laughs> this galaxy far, far away. But if it's all in the same it's galaxy... A li- it's, we must read it literally, though. There... <laughs> I, uh, so I see what you're saying. You're saying the space time would not be that much of an issue if it's all in the same galaxy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're That's all, a fair, fair point. They're all rotating around the same general big star mm. or same generalized gravitational pull. Do all galaxies have a central star? They have a central like, a mass. They have a, like a central mass, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, but surprise, an asteroid wider than two football fields is barreling towards Earth <laughs> yeah. tonight at 12.23. And guess what? Guess what? Can't wait. Not worried about no it. No one's talking about it. <laughs> Why not, not worried. No, we, we didn't even know about it. We didn't know until yesterday. Why ago. did we not know about it, though? That concerns me. An asteroid because wider than two football fields will zoom past earth in the wee hours of thursday august 4th well can we see it at 12 23 a.m nasa astronomers <laughs> discovered the asteroid just days ago on july 26 the meaty space rock is estimated to measure a lot of feet which is about twice as wide as america okay we know football astronomers also confirmed that it is an apollo class asteroid which means it orbits the sun and crosses the path of earth's orbit the impact from an asteroid this large would release more energy than 1000 nuclear bombs however this one will miss earth by a wide margin I like that they're using a football reference when it's definitely positioned towards nerds who don't play football. Exactly. Everybody knows how long two football fields is. <laughs> it's fair. It's 200 like, yards. Is, these are great things, so yeah. I won't be worried about that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think my next question is, why don't we have a lunar base? Neil, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are the money. thoughts to have a lunar base that aren't because of your silly show? <laughs> these are great questions, Allie. What do we need to have a lunar base? I don't think we, we need, need a lunar base. A, you mean a, why do we need to have a lunar base? That's also, that's also a house that you land on the moon. If and we then were you keep like, it there. If we were like um, sending people back and forth to Mars, it would make sense to have a base on the moon that you stored a bunch of stuff so that you it would be cheaper uh, yeah. and more efficient to send astronauts to the lunar base and then prepare them to go to another oh, point. No, I, I hate to burst your bubble. Oh, God. 
but it only makes sense to have a lunar base if you can generate fuel on the moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're generating fuel on the moon, then that can be your gas fuel. station yeah. to get to Mars. Oh. Otherwise, you need fuel to get there, and then you have to refuel to get somewhere. Can't yeah. you just send one ship with like a fudge ton of fuel? No, because like when, well, when rockets no. shoot out, they actually lose most of their weight from the right, fuel. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so you would then want to be able to refuel there. And that also helps relaunching because now you have lower gravity. Why can't we have a solar powered rocket? Like you, you burn the oil to get up enough. there and then you just use the sun. Did you hear me? It's, it's like, I'm not, not even entertaining this. It's Wait, just not can we, can we, can we all notice Allie's motion for use the sun? Just <laughs> <laughs> causes these little waves that jiggle you along. Allie just invented a dance. It's great. Now, Joe, would you be a resident geologist on the world's first lunar base? Uh, no. Even if it was like for <laughs> he a, a, a week. He says that because I would literally no, give but, but just for no, like a week. No, you do shifts like no, out on the, no. the rigs. Oh, hold on, hold on. So if if we were really making space for space, you would already know that SpaceX has been awarded the contract to build the first lunar lander and and build this residential type tower. Allie's it's over here making It's quite funny. Allie's it's making a, fun of me for picking a topic of space only to realize a, that her husband knows so much more like about space. It's like a 30-foot It's like a 30-foot tower. It's, there are days it's quite when ridiculous. I do not 30-foot tower? Look it up. Space is very tall. Look it up. Hold up. I have questions. Who is allowed to to award you the contract? To be on the move. The government. Who's government? It's a contract in the sense of like our government is going to fund mm, a portion of this. So they have money and it's going to be. There's these things called funding opportunity announcements. No, no, I meant more like, like what, who, why, why do we get to say. process. Yeah, but like, She's talking about the fact that no one owns the moon. Yeah. That's what I'm talking we're about. We're saying we, no, no, we're not there saying. There are international space own, treaties. So. The contract to build a base, it doesn't mean that SpaceX owns the moon. No, but my what you're saying is, is that they've won the contract. <laughs> Am I mansplaining? I don't feel good about this. You have the deed to the moon. <laughs> my point is that no one should be able to own the moon. And I don't like the idea that, okay, well, you know, but we're going to be first because it feels, it, it reeks of colonialism. And I just don't feel good about what it. What if it's C- imperialism? imperialism? Would you feel that way if it wasn't America? Yeah, I would also feel that way. And not only would but she feel less. that way, she <laughs> would also less. be concerned. So if it was like Cambodia, it would be China. I'd be like, does it disintegrate? <laughs> the base, hopefully not. <laughs> Have you seen pictures of this moon base? Yeah, isn't it great? Wait, no, it just me. looks like a spaceship. <laughs> do you see. see the? Do you Look, see the size of the humans? They are not concerned with design. They need to be. Do you able see to, the size of the it humans? It looks like an interesting shape. Is it phallic? It's very much so. It's just. Especially one, the fourth one, image there. One Why big it, tall tower. It looks like a play structure I was once on now, at a play park. So a country the, doesn't have claim to the moon, but men have claimed to the moon. Elon Musk. Says. So the astronauts live at the very top. Why? Because what's in the bottom? A slide? <laughs> no, no, that's all the fuel. Why do you need fuel? What's the fuel for? <laughs> to like well, run the house? To get them home. No, no, no. You said this was a base. Wait, I so mean, they're sleeping on top a, of a freaking bomb of fuel? <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. This sounds less like a, a base and more of like a parked spaceship. <laughs> yes. 
It's a it's a it's more of an RV. It's a, Does this it's not look like RV. Gru from Despicable Me designed this one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's finally taking the moon over. But there's all sorts mm-hmm. of fun ideas about how to live and live on the moon. Oh yeah, do tell me. That's all I got. Um, Sorry, I can't share more because you know. In the are middle you of, into something that I don't know about? Oh, I mean, we're always trying to get money from NASA. Who isn't trying to get money from NASA? Are you, you know? trying to get bought? We'll talk off here. All we're doing is trying to get money from NASA. You know, I kind of live in like the shadow of NASA in that we know it's like south of us. And like, you know, that's important. But as we've all discussed, it doesn't like fundamentally impact our life until I see a random news article about it or we watch a show about it. If you if you Google image concept moon base, they're all like these like half domes. What does Lego say it's going to look like? It, like they're going to say half now, domes. But how like, many of those are half buried in the ground? Ooh. A fair number of them. Yeah. Um, but Why? Any, like can't we just do like a normal house shape? No. You you want a normal house shape on the moon? Come on. <laughs> um, fun fact: we learned a word from our show, and it's regolith. Jerry, I, I didn't learn this. Do you know what this is? <laughs> yes, of that course. That is the worst. Has, this is the problem. This is we've literally I'm talked about regolith on the show. And we'll do like a podcast where I like have genuine questions, right, about science. Like and he it's just fine. laughs at you. And he knows a lot of times he's like really loving and like brings mm. me along as a teacher and a student. And sometimes he is like the most sarcastic and snarky about things that are not normally oh, known no, to no, people. No. I wasn't insulted. I, I was serving that up because I expected him to know what this was. It wasn't that. I the was, roll she was testing him. I just laughed because I've explained regolith on the podcast to Allie before. Mm. And if I would so, guess, sorry, guess if what? You were a, guess if you what? were a listener. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> so, Allie, know, what's regolith? regolith? It's some kind of rock part. It's like, it's like regolith the moon does. It looks like the top of a cappuccino to me. Oh, regolith oh, is I'm, essentially moon soil but yeah. it's not soil because it's not alive it has no nutrients or living matter in it yeah so therefore it's just See, it's fact, i didn't know that i just knew it was like okay so on top. this is what blew my mind and this may not blow your mind but now i'm remembering the episode where we actually talked about regolith we were talking about aliens and the mm. and life on other planets and i i like you if you walked up to me and said we have not found life outside the earth i'd be like absolutely i knew that but what i didn't understand was literally there is no life like mm. the dirt from the moon and mars has absolutely no organic matter whatsoever you can't even grow plants in their soil because it has nothing of life in it and that was mind-blowing but like didn't they find life on the mars or did i imagine that i thought they found you like imagined it uh, did they find water on mars is water kind of they life? did but water is not living. They, mm. I don't know if they found water, they, but they found evidence of water. They found geologic structures and formations that look as though they were deposited by flowing water. Mm. That's I thought they cool. found like some kind of single cell organism or something. Fake news. If if that's the case, there would be then a lot aliens. more money into NASA. <laughs> if they found single-celled organisms, then we're all aliens. We wouldn't, there's no moon lunar base. There's a freaking Mars base. Uh, no, there's a space police. At the Houston Natural Science Museum that we are members of, they do have a tiny, tiny 
space section. Alien exhibit? No, and they have plants growing in moon soil. Yes, and that was in the article, and they had to add Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, I'm sure they mixed it with Right, exactly. Such. They had to add compost. But even matter. after that, they were not growing as good as but the But then other that's when I talked to you about, why don't we just compost on the moon, and instead of looking for life out there, we bring Great. life to the moon. It's, that's the whole premise oh, of no, the Martian. Oh, no, that would be too expensive. And then that's what Wait, we talked the about. Martian, the Mar- okay, we're about to be into a repeat Martian episode. was eating potatoes from his own poo. There you go. Uh, there's also a space movie called Life that I've also never not heard seen, of it. Right? It wasn't. A, it's got Brad Pitt in it. I didn't think it was about space. I thought it was about the Earth. No, there was a movie that had Brad Pitt and Jake right. And it was about Hall. living on the Earth. It was filmed in Dallas. No, I thought it was Austin. In, no, it was in space because they did an interview about having to wear onesies, and it was like the best day of their lives. And like there was like an alien Astro? organism. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, S. Never heard of it. So, anyways, the, as, the Tree of Life. No. That's not that. Um, anyways, as we wrap things up, the last thing on my list, um, we're going to skip over. Th- I don't know. We, we don't add, have to. Add Astra? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, but the last two things on my list are the really cool photos from NASA that came out. And then just the generic topic of black holes, because I have thoughts. Anyway. <laughs> now, I just want to point out the whole laser conversation earlier. Yeah. The James Webb has already been hit by a meteor. Really? Yeah. Like, they might as well be lasers just willy-nilly flying around. Is it okay? (laughs) Have we checked on it? Yes, but you can see where there's damage on the the solar panels. Wow. So it's already been, not destroyed, but it's already been impacted. Where's the Hubble? I don't know. This is, is what happens when you get replaced. Has that not gotten hit by asteroids or meteors or whatever? How fast is a meteor like flying? Is it just kind of like bonking into it and then like moving off, or is it like? Because I, I feel like not getting the fact that the solar panels will the solar panels were damaged but weren't like thrown out of orbit to me feels like it was a very gentle nudge from the well, meteor. Well, the James Webb also has thrusters on it, so it can Got like it. It re- readjust. It could, okay, yeah, it's good to know. But, oh my god, new Disney movie. The main character is the telescope, <laughs> and it's just like flown there. It's like a little short, a short film yeah. or a little the film. honeycomb. Um, so I think I'm just going to skip to black holes. Okay, you tell us what you want to tell All us right, about black so holes. So I have seen about two documentaries and an IMAX movie at the museum about black holes, and I still don't fundamentally understand them. I find them terrifying. I don't like that we don't know what really, like we don't know what's on the other side of a black hole. I don't like that there is an other side of the black hole, but I did like how black holes were presented in Interstellar. It made me, it brought me a little more comfort, but otherwise I find them utterly terrifying and confusing. Is it because you plan on meeting one in the near future? Uh, yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of the fear of the unknown. I don't, I, it is unsettling. What is the worst case scenario of what is on the other side of a black hole? I don't know. To me, I think it's also, it's hard because like, you know, there's theories of like, okay, there's another dimension or like if you're, you know, Multiverse. Like just, you can pop out of a different black hole. And I'm just like, that doesn't make sense to my brain about how, like, I don't, it reminds me of how little we know, you know, how, we just don't well, know. Uh, we truly know little about black holes as well. I know. You know why? <laughs> Tell us why, Joe. Because they just suck everything out. That's not weird. We knew that. <laughs> yeah, but like, why? They just suck up everything so you can't get any information from it's them. It's a giant toilet and someone you flushed millions of years ago. You ask it a question, it just takes that question, puts it in its pocket. <laughs> you can never get that answer. 
Um, Black holes, man. Well, I have to go to the bathroom. So if we're going to wrap oh, this perfect. up. Oh, perfect. Let's end oh. this thing. <laughs> well, Haley, well, thanks for making space for space. You know what? Thank you guys for making space for space. Yes, Neil. Neil, did you have something to say? <laughs> no, I almost dropped my phone. Oh. <laughs> oh. You really looked eager to contribute. Well. Joe, do we have a sponsor this evening? Yeah, black holes. Wow. <laughs> they no. really suck. Originally, <laughs> originally it was going to be Peter's birthday. Sponsored, oh, is it sponsored? By, sponsored by Peter Robinson. Because wow. if there wasn't a Peter Robinson, we wouldn't be here right now. Oh, that's sweet. So, Peter, oh. this will last Somewhat as long true. as this podcast lasts. Should we sing here. happy birthday so that he can listen to people sing him happy birthday? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Peter Robinson. Happy birthday to you. You're turning four. Yay. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. You're not going to be here. Bye. Bye. Bye.